This week, this sorry excuse for a podcast is sponsored by Lilith's Mattresses. Lilith's Mattresses have a unique combination of high-performance straw and hypoallergenic newt-scale filling, which delivers contouring pressure relief, core support, and a guaranteed 87% lice-free sleep. Oh, that just sounds awful. In my experience, people need a few lice to remind them that they're alive. Nothing like a good rash to focus the mind. Well, I suppose if you want to spend good money on a glorified sack of straws, I suppose you should get one. All the tabletop role-playing news We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ, and Peter is dancing in front of me for some bizarre reason. Peter, why are you dancing? Because I'm so happy to be here, Russ. It's Peter Coffey from Southampton Guild Role Players, and as ever, I'm literally unable to contain my delight. When I said Peter was dancing in front of me, I wasn't joking. Peter was actually dancing in front of me. Yeah, breaking out all my Catholic and Indian dance moves. If you need an apple pick to light bulb turn, I have you covered. It was the pelvic thrust that was uh, disturbing oh. me. Well, yeah, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not for the fake hearted. Shall we do some RPG news? By Jingo, I think you might be on something. Um, yeah. I, are you familiar with Rivers of London? Am I familiar with Rivers of London? Yes. Uh, in terms of I'm a massive fan of Ben Aronovich's best-selling series. Yes, I suppose I could be, yes. Okay, then. In that Would I've you... read all the books. Well, I haven't read all the books. I've listened to them in audiobook because like, I don't really mix media very well. But I've listened to all the ones on audiobook. I've read all the comic books, which is because there's actually two series uh, that are sort of running in parallel. Hmm. Well, would you be excited, therefore, to learn that the official role-playing game is coming? Uh, deeply excited, I, I was pretty excited when I found out about it, like, like in the middle of last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, they announced you know, it at... Uh, uh, the Ka- massive fan nature of my... Yeah. <laughs> Chaosium announced it last weekend. Yes. At Dragon Meat. Yes. And uh, they've acquired the rights to produce the role-playing game based on the, uh, the, the books. I haven't read the books. I understand oh, they're sure. like... They're, they're, they're fantastic. They're like urban fantasy, aren't they? Uh, but, 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 yeah, it's sort of... Um, I can see that there would be an easy comparison to make to sort of Harry Dresden, but mm-hmm. that wouldn't be entirely correct. What I really like about the books, and as I say, listened largely on audiobook, has narrated by a chap called Cobner Holbrook Smith, is how perfectly they capture the voice of uh, the police officers. Like, you know, he's pretty, like, he's pretty, he's very London. It's great. Um, if you, I, I, I thoroughly recommend it. Um, and the, the actual performances are so good, I forget it's actually just one chap narrating the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all the voices. Uh, absolutely wonderful, yeah. Um, the basic concept is magic is, was discovered by Isaac Newton in an, unpub- in an unpublicized volume of his Principia. PC Peter Grant and uh, Professor James Nightingale, um, well, Detective Inspector James Nightingale, to give him his proper title, uh, and like they solve crimes in London, and Peter learns more magic as he goes along. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. I think there's like ten books in the series, yeah. and I've really enjoyed all of them. It's very modern day. It's modern, it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like 
Um, I think they're slightly falling behind in the timeline. Yeah. But yeah, it started off like 2000, I want to say 2008 maybe. Yeah. Uh, and like it's been keeping up, keeping up quite happily. Like, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic sort of dealing with like the hidden realms of London. Um, more grounded than Neverwhere um, and less international politics than Harry Dresden and what I quite like about it is it really captures the police procedural feel because mm. I'm actually quite a big fan of police procedurals so yeah if you like that sort of thing then yeah thoroughly recommend um, but he says he says here he's been an RPG player since the original D&D yep Ben Aranovich yep and uh, it's going to be using uh, Chaosium's basic role playing system yeah, which is the are. thing that powers Call of Cthulhu. You know what? That's an absolute perfect fit. Um, if I was going to, if I basically said to myself, I want to run a Rivers of London game, I would <laughs> probably have used the laundry system, which uh, worked with Charles Stross and Cubicle 7, which is yeah. basically an enhanced basic role playing game system. It's got some differences, but yeah, no, it's, it's a very strong, very, very, very strong way to go about it. Not yeah. sure, oh, there's. There is like a bit of um, your brain gets eaten, but it's not supernatural terror so much. So it's not really a. Well, it's got. I, I think there's potential for a horror series. Uh, yeah. They're, 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 okay. Yeah. It's not like has heavily horror has a uh, Call of Cthulhu with the laundry. Uh, there's definitely space for being cops and robbers with a supernatural twist. So I'm going to have to just try and find the time to read one of the books then. Yeah. Or as I say, audiobook. Really good. Thoroughly recommend. Yeah. All right, and D&D news? Is there any? There is some. Really? Not, not oh. a massive amount, but it's a little oh, bit. Okay. Well, all right, fair enough. Uh, so I suppose first you can of find all... time for it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, so first of all, there's another one of these uh, things for the Extra Life charity. This is going to be the third one. Oh, goodness. Released really by Wizards can't... of the Coast. What, this year? Uh, was the third one in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because so we've, we've covered we've covered three now. Uh, yeah, there's, so this... there's been the Infernal Font, there's the really big adventure, and now... Oh, got... four! Oh, four, if you're including the Infernal Font. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, what's, what's the... What's there, was the there, was, there was the thing last week as well, which was uh, like the kids' activity book, which you could cover yes, things of in. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, like the like, like adventure there. All right, so what's yeah. number four? So this one is called Morden Kynan's Fiendish Folio, Volume 1. Interesting. And it costs $9.99, mm-hmm. and 70% of the price goes to um, the Extra Life Charity, which is the local Children's Miracle Network Hospital. Okay. I don't know why only 70% with this one. I thought the other ones were 100%. I wonder if yeah. there's... I don't know. Anyway. Um, and it's just, a, it's just a whole bunch of monsters that originally appeared in the Fiend Folio in mm-hmm. first edition AD&D. Right. Oh. And now they're brought back for fifth edition. So, do you want to know what monsters there are? Do we have the flump? Um, the flump is not in the list. Oh, life ruined. Well, I think the flump's already in fifth edition, isn't it? Is it? I thought okay. it was. Or maybe it's not. I just thought it was so bad that it wouldn't be in there. Um, mm. let, me, let, me, let me have a quick Google. Okay, tell me more about the... Um, Mordenkainen's Fiendish Folio. Yeah, tell me more about the Fiend Folio. And it's also called Volume 1, so that means there's going to be more. And yeah. uh, the monsters are Assassin Bug, 
Blindheim, Crab Folk, Dire Corby, Eye of Fear and Flame, For Olaren, Fog Giant, Germlane, Karga, Kilmulis, Might, Needle Folk, Needle Lord, Norka, Norka War Leader, Screaming Devilkin, Yagul, and Zill with an axe. Ah, Needle Folk? Needle Folk. Tell me more. I haven't actually bought it, I can't. Oh, okay, fair enough. I can uh, quickly Google it for you, if you like. Oh, yeah, flimps that have appeared in Volo's Guide to Monsters and all yeah, the Monster yeah, Manual. I thought they yeah, had. my bad. It's just they're so rubbish. But yeah. it's like, there's a, they're a tradition, but they're rubbish. It's a, it's a satire. Anyway, more D&D news. <laughs> oh, yes, more D&D news. There's a new official D&D streaming campaign coming. So okay. do you remember Dice Camera Action? It was run by yeah. Chris Perkins, and it was like the official D&D live stream. I mean, it was okay. never as big as Critical Role, but it was kind of the official one run by Chris Perkins. Okay. And it featured um, uh, Anna Prosser, Nathan Sharp, Jared... Uh, here we go. I go to pronounce the name. Nab- Nabinbauer. <laughs> K. Yeah, Nabinbauer. Sure. And Holly Conrad. Well, there you go. Uh, uh, and that kind of ended um, in a, under a somewhat dark cloud earlier this year. Uh, so there's a brand new one, and it's called yeah. D&D Presents... And it's got some of the same people. It's got right. Anna Prosser and Nathan Sharp back, yeah. okay. plus uh, Micah Burton and um, someone called Shady Penguin. I don't know what their real name is. That All I know is that's a perfectly legitimate name. All I know is that's their Twitter handle. I don't know what their actual name is. I'm sure someone look, out there does. Look, mate, one of our favourite game in all the world ever is based off a column by Egg Embry. I'm like, Shady Penguin, that seems reasonable. Perfectly, perfectly reasonable, yeah. 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 So I'm not sure when that's going to start exactly, but I think it's coming soon. But Dice Camera Action, I quite, I've kind of liked Dice Camera Action because it was quite short. Oh yeah, in comparison to the... some of the, I think they were like half an hour to an hour long instead oh. of like those sort of four-hour massive things that you used to get with. Yeah, I'm sort of sure because on the one hand, four hours is about the minimum. Like you know, three four hours that's the minimum you need for a play session, right? Mm. But, like, if I'm going to be observing someone else's play session in an hour... It's a long time, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. An hour is much more, much more, like, okay with me. Yeah. 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 Oh, there's a new computer game coming. A new computer game? It's a Pathfinder one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's called Wrath of the Righteous, based on uh-huh. the adventure path of the same name. It's a Pathfinder first edition system, because it's um, by the same people that made the Kingmaker... Um, yeah, yeah, and it says uh, Wrath of the Righteous will migrate the RPG to a new part of the world of Galarian, mm-hmm. the World Wound, a demon-infested wasteland where a planar tear to the yes. abyss, which you'll be able to visit, has opened. Yeek. Okay, well that looks that sounds like a fun day out for old family. It does, and they're adding the Witch and Oracle classes mm-hmm. in addition to the classes that were in the Kingmaker one. So and is this an expansion pack, or is this like I a... Think it, I think it's a new game. game. Yeah. It okay, like, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a totally new game. And uh, they're also adding a new race, but they haven't they haven't divulged what race that is yet. Um, they've got some people that are, like, basically ambulatory gods, mm. um, as in that they're just pumpkin-headed things or something. And, <laughs> I don't know. There, there, was, there was a bizarre post about it the other day, and someone was like... Oh, yes, this is how I won a pie-eating contest. I just kept on storing things inside my head. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. huh. It I does look, works. 
There isn't there isn't a release date for this, but if it comes out in twenty twenty, this coming year, yeah, don't know how far along they are with it or or what. But um, we've also got Baldur's Gate three coming out this year. All get in. We've got that Solasta. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Then then we have this uh, Wrath of the Righteous. Yeah, I'm not expecting to see Solasta except in early access uh, before the end of next year. No. Okay. Not 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 from the bits and bobs I've seen. It, oh, takes right, long, okay. it takes a long time to make a good computer game. It sounds like it should be loads of fun. Yeah. But I'll, I'll worry about it when I see it on early access on Steam. And yeah. Baldur's Gate, it's a good studio, and they do have good form of making them. But again, I I would be surprised to see any of these things like next coming out like in a finished form next year. Just because well, I probably won't be able to play them time. anyway, would I? Nah, no, they probably won't be compatible with Max. Damn it. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Such is life. Hey, Dragon Meat happened last week. Or last oh, weekend, yes, yeah. in fact. Oh, that's right. You went along to Dragon Meat. How was that? It was rather marvellous. It's my favourite. I've decided it is my favourite convention. Really? Even more yes. than UK Games Expo? Yes. Even more than uh, Dragon Con? Oh, you've never been to Dragon Con? Gen Con? Gen Con, yes. Oh. Although, no, it's not as good as Russ Con. Ruscon. Yes. I thought that was like happened every Friday and involved you. <laughs> you, 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 you getting drunk. It's just me <laughs> and my dog. <laughs> yeah, it's just you. Well, oh, to be fair, like Hudson makes a party all on his own. I just you <laughs> a bottle of whiskey on a Friday night going, yay! <laughs> Hudson comes to Ruscon every week, don't you, Hudson? Just look at me, he's scratching his ear. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Dragon Me, well, it's because there's about, I think there's about 3,000 people. Yes. I guess. It so it's about like a tenth thing. the size of UK Games Expo. Yeah, yeah. But it's all crammed into one day. So yeah. I suppose it doesn't feel like it's a tenth the size. No. Because no. UK Games Expo will get 30,000 people over three days. This yeah. gets 3,000 over one day. I'm trying to do maths in my head while talking so at the same time. It's 3,000 as opposed to 10,000. Uh, but on the other hand, you feel... It's all, it's all I think... From what I remember, because I haven't been to a Dragon Meet for a couple of years, mm. they've changed the venue. But I, I quite I quite like the venue. Uh, I think it feels like a bit friendlier. Yes, that's, that's what I like. It's quite. It feels kind of cosy, but it's not yeah. so small that you're, yeah. you know, you're not in and out in five minutes and you're like, oh, what do I do now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's, lots, there's, there's plenty of things to look at and definitely a chance to play some games if you want to. Yeah, yeah there's loads yeah. and loads of games going on. But, um, yeah, what was interesting, because we had our stand there and we were selling, um, you know, Dress Red stuff and uh, Masterclass Codexes and all that sort of stuff. We sold more in one day than on the busiest day of Dragon Meat. Uh, Not, get this right. We sold more in one day than on the busiest day of UK Games Expo. Right, yeah, that's pretty good game. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, at UK Games Expo, we sold more overall because it was three days. If you took any of those three days, we sold more on the one day. Mm. So yeah, it sounds like a nice profitable one. Yeah, yeah. No, it went went really well. And then we had a we had a, a company retreat. We went to an Airbnb. Yes. In Surrey. Yes. And we stayed there for a couple of days and just played role playing games for two days. It was rather marvellous. Yeah, like I said, yeah. We played some. Yeah, we, we played some Rogue Trooper. Ooh, nice. And we played some. Oh, is that still play test? That was the secret paid playtest of Rogue Trooper, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then we played, um, well, I, I ran the demo game that I run at conventions, which is the monkey business one, with the oh, apes taking yes. over the department store. <laughs> so I ran that. And I've decided, I've, I've now decided to write that up, so I've written that up, and I'm going to probably release that 
as a freebie mm. or something. Oh, Either a freebie yeah. or very cheap. One of those two things. I don't know which. Yeah, yeah. Just a PDF. It's too too small to make a book out. Uh, of. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That'd, be, that'd be that'd be nice, like little supplement for people. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, so in the Rogue Trooper, who 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 got to play the hat? <laughs> so that's not what we did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you didn't play. Basically, one guy does all the moving around, and everyone else just like chips in with sarcastic nah. comments we basically played a group of mercenaries who were rescuing a propaganda slash movie actor from a, from an enemy um enemy military encampment oh, okay interesting yeah it was fun you know what like we we've heard a, we've talked about games and we've always been vaguely surprised but that might be like an alternative mode for rogue trooper a duet play version yeah maybe i mean it's got something to be said for it. That's, that's basically how it would work. It's yeah. a different from regular duets in that normally you'd have to throw in an NPC or something, but here you have like three different sources of advice. All of those films are terrible. Yeah, assuming yeah. you're playing Rogue Trooper himself as opposed to oh, someone yeah, else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Or a Rogue Trooper if you don't want to. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know how hard that would be to develop, but I just, don't know. just go to me. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's tickets for talking of conventions. Poisocon yes. 2020 tickets are now on sale. Uh, that's in May 20th yes. to the 25th uh, in Seattle. Okay, and it will cost you 75 American dollars. Ah, 75 buccarinos, eh? Yes, and another 45 dollars if you want to go to the preview banquet. Preview banquet is that like? Where you eat things, or do they just show you a lot of new stuff? I know they, I know they do the latter. I assume they do the former. Right, but they, they I've never been to it, so I couldn't tell you. Oh, fair enough, fair. But, but my my guess is yes, they do do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, what else? I think that might be it for the news now. Yeah. It's not a lot this week. Hey, I backed a Kickstarter this week. Did you? Yeah, I backed the new Car Wars Kickstarter. The Car Wars Kickstarter. Yeah. Oh, is that um, Mark Langworthy's? No. Oh, Steve difficult. Steve Jackson games. Car Wars was an eighties game. Yes, yes, I remember with the like the rolling tabletop and so forth. Yeah. yeah. So, so they brought that back, and I yeah. backed it. And last time I looked at it, it was uh, well past a quarter of a million on the Kickstarter. So it was doing really, really, really stupidly well. And that was a few days ago. So God knows yeah. what it is now. Um, yeah, I back that. I can't wait for that. I was yeah, a big, big, big fan of Car Wars back in the day. Yeah, don't mind me. I'm not sitting here typing <laughs> Car Wars into my search bar. No, no. <laughs> Ooh, sixth edition. So that implies that there's been another five. I'm, I yeah, I haven't, I, I, I've, I've like, only oh. seen one edition, which I assume was the first one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've got it, in uh, fact, in first edition. Yeah, I, I, I just wonder if it's the same thing, because... I recall a game, but I don't know if it was just a knockoff or something. Um, I don't recall that art. Well, it's all going to be new art on the Kickstarter, and the cars used to yeah. be cardboard counters. Now they're now they've got models instead. Yeah, because one I played had like little models. Yeah, no, so I maybe I didn't. Play well, well it might have been a later one. I don't know. Um, the one I the one I had definitely the cars were cardboard counters. Mm. Oh, well, they look sort of familiar, actually. I must say. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Mm. I, I honestly couldn't tell you because it's like it was something that got when we were younger and it like sort of disappeared mm. because huh, the discrepancy between Mike's playing capabilities and my bro- little brother's playing capabilities 
but to a certain amount of friction. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> what do you want to but do yeah, with Star Wars? What do you want to do with the Kickstarters this week? Oh, I think we should have a look. F- well, let's have a look through them, and if any of them have exciting names, I can have a punt at them. Um, do we have any exciting names in the k- yeah, Kickstarters? I think, I, I think we do. All right, so we have got Gradient Descent. Oh, that is definitely a pair of words. <laughs> it's a sprawling sci-fi mega dungeon for the oh, any wow. award-winning mothership sci-fi horror RPG set in uh, an abandoned android production factory run by a powerful AI. I would never have got that. Um, but that sounds amazing. Yeah, I, I've heard of the Mothership RPG, but I haven't actually like seen people say, you should play Mothership. Hmm. Okay, what's it about? Yeah, um, I, I've, so I've, I've not played it myself. I mean, it's Mothership yeah. sci-fi horror, so... I guess, yeah. That's the general so, theme. Something's going on there. Yeah. And you've got a mega dungeon for it, so there's clearly something something worthwhile going on there. Yeah. Sorry, I don't... Not to imply that if you don't have a mega dungeon, your game's not worthwhile, but I don't know, I'm sort of... It, it, it's a special experience. I'm sort of interested. Oh. What else have we got? We've got Of Dreams and Magic, 2nd Edition, The Waking World. Oh, goodness. I assume that's an RPG system. Um, Called Of Dreams and Magic? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess fantasy... I don't know. Uh, an, I don't know an awful lot about uh, this, but it's uh, about living in a world where anything uh, is possible, and you uh, you play anima, who are magic wielders capable of making their dreams real. Oh, okay. So, sort of got a bit of the mage awakening vibe to it. It says you can take on the forms and abilities of your animus in the real world, whether your mm. animus is a wizard, a space marine, or a kleptomaniac ninja. Okay. I'm intrigued, I won't lie, but a little sceptical at the same time. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, the next one is called A Fantasy Town, a system-neutral setting for fantasy games. So if we were playing our favourite game in the world, do you reckon you'd have got that one? I don't think I've got any of these, to be honest. <laughs> um, I'm like batting a solid zero. I don't, um, think you could, yeah, I don't think you could fail to get this one, Mark, could you? Uh, what was the name again? It was the thing I, I just said, that. Peter. Yeah, I've literally just forgotten in the past couple of seconds. A fantasy town, a system-neutral setting for fantasy games. Um, so I guess it would be something like, if you want to make a fantasy town or village or maybe city, this would have all the sort of things that would go in it? Yeah, it's basically a crowd-funded huh. and crowd-sourced fantasy setting. and uh, each source as well. Yeah, and each location has information on the building, the NPCs who work there, Random charts for seeding the environment with rumours, uh, toolbox, yep. uh, all sorts of stuff. It's basically a pre-built town with lots of detail, yeah. it looks like. Okay. Um, and it's only $5 for the PDF. Oh, okay. Well, that's... Yeah. Um, I could see that being worth $5, give you a bit of inspiration. Although you were saying it's a crowd f- crowdsourced as well, so... Yes, I'm, I'm guessing that the, the backers of the Kickstarter get to input some of the information into the town itself. Right, right, okay. Um, so they don't actually have to... So the creators don't actually have to do all the creating themselves. Just, like, <laughs> take over as people work and take credit for it. And get, and get them to pay for the privilege, yes. Perfect business model. Yeah, yeah I'm just, Well, quite frankly, Russ, I'm surprised you haven't thought of it yourself. <laughs> what makes you think I haven't? <laughs> Oh, I don't see anything from you on the Kickstarter. <laughs> so, there we go. Uh, the next one's an interesting one. So, this involves James Ward of TSR fame. 
Oh yes, yes. The draw major of the instant summons. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a it's a new kind of role playing game. It says mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, it's been made in Wisconsin, the birthplace of TSR and D and D, and it's called Giant Lands. Giant Lands. Yes, one word, but the L is capital. So it's Giant see. Lands, and then they smush them together, but it's got a capital L. Uh, so I guess that one would be you've got. Um, everybody well it's like the obvious thing is it's like everyone's playing a giant but that Mm -hmm. would be a bit on the nose so I guess you'd have to be like you're playing in a realm where giants just bodding around the place Uh, I think well this is a boxed set it's a tabletop role playing game Nice. it details rules for a fantasy apocalyptic campaign and it is also a fantastic dream uh, it says it's a new dream. kind of tabletop role-playing game. New kind of tabletop role-playing yes. game? Yes. Okay. Um, Does it say how it's new? Uh, I'm just scrolling through to find this out. So, it's gi- <laughs> so the backstory is giants ruled for many ages before they fell. Yes. Uh, they arrived here long before mankind. They created kingdoms mm-hmm. using 13 sigils uh, to rule over Gaia's creation, which was mankind. And then when mm-hmm. humanity rose against them, the sigils were won and the earth was whole, but that was long ago. And now we're okay. in the fifth age after a great cataclysm and the destruction of civilization. Okay. Yeah. Um, it sounds interesting. Well, I mean, obviously created by Jim Ward, so that's a certain mark of uh, quality. Uh, but what's the, what's, what's, the, what's the thing that makes this different? Um, I'm still... I'm trying to work that out. Um, so it's a it's a percentile game system. Okay. Yeah. They describe the game system here. So it's a percentile game system. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm not I'm not sure what exactly makes it a, a new type of role playing game, but yes, um, it appears to be a post a post apocalyptic uh, percentile system box uh-huh. set. With a with a with a, a backstory about giants who once ran the world. Okay, yeah. Um, percentile and fantasy based are unusual. I think uh, I can't. Well, it's I mean, got, it's well, got, well, well, it's got pedigree there. I mean, you know, the designers are you know not. Yeah, they're not, they're not like complete complete noobs. They're not complete. <laughs> yes, they are the opposite of complete noobs. Whatever that yes. is. Yes, yes, experienced veteran artisans. Yeah. Uh, Dare we even say it, Masters? Uh, yeah, I suppose essentially a D20 is, if you look at it right, a D100 system. Percentile dice, yeah? Yeah, just uh, a much, uh, much less granular one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just in 5% five, five increments. Anyway, should, should we whip on through these? So uh, we've got yes, the book, yes, book of Beginnings for 5th edition, which is a whole bunch yeah. of... Of plot uh, seeds. Uh, no, it's 10 epic adventure paths, oh. it says. Uh, four for 1st level, 4 for 3rd level, and 2 for 5th level. I don't think these adventure paths are adventures. These adventures are meant to be yeah. played in one to two sessions of around four hours each. They're not adventure paths, are they? They're adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so ten, ten adventures for okay. fifth edition. We have Super Blood Harvest, <laughs> uh, which is for the Into Wh- the Odd system. <laughs> okay, it's, it's really my most melodramatic name award at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, three zines um, full of maps, creatures, playable classes, and loot with self-contained rules compatible with Into okay. the Odd. Yes, uh, which is so- another game. It, I think... Do I know Into the Odd? I think that's a storytelling game, but it's not powered by the apocalypse, I think. No, it's Into the Odd. Yes, but yeah. I'm just... 
but it's like it's a it's its own system, which is yeah. it. I, I've not played it. I've I never seen either. anyone playing it. I've never seen the option to play it. But you know, I am intrigued by it. I am sure. I'm sure people have played it. Though. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there are lots of people who are just astounded that I've never seen it. I have at least heard of it, so it's got yes. that going for it. In uh, a vein. A Pathfinder campaign set in a rich world of nefarious plots, heroic opportunities, and dark fantasy adventure. Themes of imperialism, subterfuge, war, and madness. That sounds like a lot of stuff going on. Some of my favourite themes. Yes, yeah, that's a strong choice. Hmm. Um, Enervain, you say? Enervain, E-N-N-E-R-V-A-I-N. Yeah, absolutely Um, zero chance I've got that. Finally, we have the City of Mist RPG. Oh, yes, yes, that's based off the works by Brandon Sanderson. Uh, if you say so. It's powered by the apocalypse, I can tell you that much. So. Uh, myths yeah. and legends become comic book detectives and vigilantes. Okay. Um, hmm. How would you be a vigilante? I really should read more of that series. It's just I got to the second book and the main characters had stopped talking to each other. And I'm not, I wasn't prepared to take that from Robert Jordan. I'm certainly not prepared to take that from Brandon Sanderson. Next, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's got it's very, very followed. A lot of people will be very interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm I'm sure it will bring happiness to many people. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Good on them. Hi, that's still the Kickstarters. Okay. Okay, so it's our first session of animals playing D and D. Are you ready, Fido? <laughs> I was born ready. This is so exciting. It's the most exciting thing that has ever happened to me. Yeah, you, you said that about that tree branch you found on the way over here. Oh my god, yes. That was definitely the most exciting thing that ever happened to me. Right, so uh, yeah, so you enter the dungeon. Standing before you is a burly orc with a deadly looking spear. He snarls at you. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I, I, I rush up to him and tell him that I love him. What? Why? He's an orc. He growls menacingly. Ah, oh, he just needs some unconditional love. Uh, oh, 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 I know, I'll spin round in circles. How does he like that? Not much. Oh, oh, right, right. Okay, in that case, it looks like I'm going to have to throw myself on my back and wriggle incessantly. Does he love me yet? He shouts something about death to the intruder in Orkish. Intruder? Where? I'll find him and tell him I love him. No, no, you're the intruder. Oh, right. How exciting! What's he doing now? He's raising his spear. What's a spear? It's like a long stick with a... A stick? This is the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me! I run about 20 feet away and stop, and I can him expectantly with my tongue hanging out. I'll vibrate slightly. I can barely contain my excitement! I don't think you're quite getting the hang of this game. Uh, right, he, uh, he throws the spear and misses. Ah! I run at top speed to fetch it and bring it back to me. Ah! What fun! I'm so excited. I think I'll dig a hole. He looks somewhat bemused at the sight of his target, bringing his spear back to him. He bends down to pick it up. Oh, 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 again, again. Please, please, I love him. Please, one second again. I'm so excited. This is the best thing ever. He snarls again and growls something about how he'll teach you a lesson you won't forget. Uh, a lesson? That's so exciting. Can he teach me how to roll over or to jump through all those hoop things? Uh, that would be the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. Not that sort of lesson. He thrusts at you with the spear. Uh, Tug of War, my favourite game. I grab onto it and pull with all my might. This is such fun. I love it. Day. He rests the spear free. 
Oh, okay. Time to pull out the big guns. I'll tilt my head to one side and gaze at him adoringly. I'll get my ear to do that fluffy thing. He seems unimpressed. Oh, strange. That normally works. Okay, I'll work my toe and bark to get his attention. That just seems to annoy him. Uh, well, I guess it's time for my highest level power. Oh, at last, you're actually going to do something useful. Yes, my ultimate ability. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Okay, okay. What are you going to do? Oh, man, you're not going to believe this. Come on, come on, then. What is it? I mean, it's this under it. Nothing will. Get on with it. Right. The orc is standing before you, bloodlust in his eyes, his spear raised, his barbed head glinting in the firelight, murder clearly on his mind. He roars a challenge, the mighty orcish death bellow, fear throughout the 19 kingdoms. What do you do? I sniff his crotch! Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We just wanted to mention our Patreon. Peter, are you familiar with our Patreon? Oh, is it uh, patreon.com slash Morris? Yes. M-O-R-R-U-S. At patreon.com forward slash Morris, you can find our Patreon, which is what pays for our podcast and buys yes. us all these wonderful microphones and yes. mixers and other little bits and pieces. And wires, so many wires. And all these wires. Uh, we have a load of wonderful Patreon backers at the moment. And yes. those backers get... We cherish you all. Yes, we do cherish them very much. And those backers yes. get bonus content every single week, just as a thank you for uh, for backing our Patreon. And because they're so awesome and so quick off the mark, they also get to like talk to us in our Discord channel, which is pretty good. Mm. And we sometimes even deign to answer that. Uh, but even more importantly, when we have guests coming onto the show, they have the opportunity to ask questions of those guests. Mm. Um, and then we will pass on the questions that we think we, our guests will answer. So please, if you do enjoy the podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Morris. Link will be in the show notes. Yes. And support us, even with just a dollar a month. Every little, every little bit helps. I, I got something really interesting this week. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got this box with this really, really cool set of glowy dice. See them? Glowy dice. Look at these. Oh, oh, they oh nice. well, those, are, those are hideously glowing green. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're sort of a bright lime green has the body of the dice, and then they've got like a sort of slightly, but not very much more tasteful green. Do they glow in the dark, do you think? Um, I don't know. But it's, it's quite interesting. It came in this big box, and there's a whole bunch of free stuff with them as well. It's oh, yeah, like okay. this uh, Rick and Morty rule book for D&D oh. and a Rick and Morty adventure for D&D and a Rick and Morty GM screen and a whole lot of Rick and Morty pre-generated characters. All free oh. with, this set, with this set of dice. I, I'm going to have to channel my inner dog for a moment. I'm so excited! <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so Shane sent these over and he sent me one and he sent you oh. one. And is, so, is, that, is that the ultimately amazing Shane Sachs yes. who uh, produces his own show over in the States, yeah. that Shane Stacks. Yeah. Shane Plays. Yeah. Shane Plays. Shane Plays. The, 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 so the Shane Stacks who produces Shane Plays over near Little Brock in Arkansas. That, that, that Shane Arkansas. Stacks. In Arkansas. Yeah. It's a different place. <laughs> <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> Are they different places? Are no, they? they're the same place. That's how you pronounce oh, okay. it. Arkansas. Oh, you pronounce it Arkansas. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. 
Yes, um, it's not so, Arkansas. Just because they're at payback for Leicester. Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Edinburgh. Yes. Edinburgh. <laughs> yes. yes. All right. uh. So Shane Stacks of Shane Play, Shane Plays in Arkansas, as I now learned to pronounce it, <laughs> um, and general all-round good dude, has produced, has managed to send over to us Rick and Morty. Because apparently in the UK we're not good enough to get. Yes, we can't. We, not, we can't. Get, really we, can't we can't buy it over here. But we we do. We're, we we're do insufficiently cool. We understand. But I yes. like you're you're the bigger Rick and Morty fan between us. That's true. So how would you, how would you basically describe Rick and Morty? Well, it's a show that has run into the problem that many of its most rabid fans are pretty much rabid and just not suitable for human company. But if you actually. <laughs> get past the fan base hi guys <laughs> well you say that but yeah um it's essentially an animated series mm-hmm. which has a came on the adult swim network it started off as the premise basically what if the back to the future pairing of doc brown and martin mcfly was actually because that's basically what the characters look like what if doc brown was actually an alcoholic old grandpa and Marty was um, his grandson, like, I don't know, about 12, 13, 14, mm. that sort of age. And then sort of left off from there in this sort of, I guess, a very, fairly philosophically inclined anarchist approach to things. And also dealing with a lot of sci-fi tropes. So it's got a lot of a very strong anarcho-libertarian philosophy, mm. which things like Sons of Anarchy had... But unlike Sons of Anarchy, I find it a lot less irritating in Rick and Morty because they're off doing crazy hijinks and they've got a lot more emotional depth. Mm. Uh, like, following the reasons between... They've basically posited Rick Sanchez in the fine traditions of old-school science fiction is the smartest man alive. Like, no, no one comes close. He's, like, by far, like, the genius that can do everything. He's just, like, not emotionally intelligent in any way. Mm. Uh, and he's been doing stuff. He's abandoned his daughter, uh, which is Morty's mother. And, like, anyway, there's a whole pile of things with dimension hopping and playing around with scientific concepts, uh, talking about identity. Like, if you get cloned, like, if there's a copy of you that's somewhere else, is, how different is that person? And, like, t- uh, time travel, alternate realities... What if you go on to like very small scale, like nanoverses, all sorts of science fiction things. It posits those things. And it also brings in a very strong socially aware message. Like one of the conceits is there's a car battery, which is not actually a battery. It's powered by a micro-universe. And then they go to the micro-universe and find out the whole civilization that's dedicated to producing extra power that is then being sent up to the mac- to our universe and they go into that and they find, well, the scientists there have discovered an even tinier universe, which is producing power and sending up there. And it's like, well, isn't this basically just slavery with extra steps? And yes, it is. It's, and it's got a lot of things uh, about the nature of like a oppressive galactic government, which gives you pills to be happy. So, um, yeah, there's a, it, it, it does a lot of things, uh, throwing it in there with a certain amount of gross out humor and some very, very funny writing, and it's a bit unusual in that about half the speaking characters do tend to be female, which is, you know, a pleasant change for many sci-fi shows. And that, ladies and gentlemen, 
It's Peter Coffey's 45-minute elevator pitch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wanted the elevator pitch? Um, I think that okay. was longer than an actual episode of the show. <laughs> <laughs> You, you you asked me about it, so I told you. Uh, yeah, okay. So if you want the short version, uh, there's a guy called Rick, there's a guy called Morty, their grandfather and grandson. Rick is a drunken mad scientist. Morty's a hatless, bumbling psychic. They go on zany adventures throughout the universe, and there is like really clever use of social themes, political themes, and like terrible, terrible jokes, uh, and really hideous and random imagery sometimes. So, so what this basically is, it's a starter set. Before I read this, I was going to say it's not really aimed yeah. at us because it's a starter set and it's more designed for people who go into, I don't know, Target yeah. or some big store in America, see a Rick yeah. and Morty branded thing, buy it yeah. as a Christmas present or something for somebody, and that person yeah. ends up getting into D&D. Yeah. Is who I, who I originally would have said is the target, and that is the target, but yeah. I now think we are also the target. Having read it... I'm listening... Because um, if you ignore the rule book, which yeah. is basically a, a sort of streamlined, uh, simple, uh, short version of the D&D rules, and look at the yeah. adventure, that adventure yeah. is, if you just wanted a really, really silly couple of, a sort of one shot with some friends to do uh-huh. something, and it's just a totally different flavor, and it's just really, really silly. It's like Gygaxian, Gygaxian but a yeah, comedy yeah. version of Gygaxian stuff. And you're just like, let's do this for a couple of weeks. It's ridiculous, and it's insane, and it's over yeah. the top and stupid, and it won't make any sense whatsoever, and it will be fun, and you won't stop laughing. Yes, yeah. yeah. You just- it's basically a comedy style of role-playing, which I personally don't generally get along with. Yeah. Because that's not how I personally roll, but it's like if if that's how people like it, then yeah, go nuts. And that seems to be yeah. I could I could well believe that this would be the sort of adventure you have. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at the rule book here. So we got there's two books here. So we got um yes. a, a, a rule book which is 64 pages. And then we've got yep. an adventure which is about 40 something pages. Okay. Yeah. And the rule book, I mean, as, as you can see, it's kind of a bit like it's kind of made to look a little bit like a school exercise book, but it's got a lot of cartoony sides all over the place. Yeah, yes. and uh, uh, all Rick, over the place. Yeah. So essentially, you got you, you got the rules in standard text in a fairly yeah. serious kind of not super serious, but, yeah, but conversational it's, it's like kind of manual. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, but but with jokes. But then yeah. everywhere, just all over the place. You, there's like five or six of these on every page. There's, they're all over the place. Yeah. You got these asides in green boxes by by Rick. Oh, yeah, yeah. And his asides are insane. I mean, like, for example, the bit where it's talking about Dungeon Masters, he's got an aside of going, yeah, being a Dungeon Master is all that stuff, but it's more than that. Playing D&D is good, but running it, running it is a total power load, Morty. <laughs> and he's going on about how, you know, the point is the Dungeon Master was in charge, and since I don't want that balding little turd from the cartoon messing with us again, that means I'm in charge. And, you know, the entire thing is just crammed full of that sort of stuff yeah i yeah. mean obviously rick is the either the best or the worst dungeon master ever yeah yeah um i i think because you know there's a tie-in uh comic book series yes, as well yeah yeah um and that which uh, i i have read uh because i have a supplier at my local club who occasionally sizes up to me and passes me a uh <laughs> a, a, a a comic uh which is like on a uh, cardboard backing it's Classic references, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and that is uh, done by I think Jim Zub, 
which is, is. You know, yeah. he's quite a big name in comics, but also it's got a lot of writing by Patrick Rufus, mm. um, who wrote the name of the wind, which was extremely well received. Mm. Uh, I must say the writing is very, very good. He may be up to or beyond the stands of the show. So, yeah. Is he? Oh, yeah. this is a good bit. Look, let me make this really clear. The dungeon master is the winner by default. Being in charge <laughs> and messing with your friends makes you top dog. Yeah, he, uh, he really does sound like he would be a nightmare dungeon master. Yes, yes, I, I think that would be a fair, a fair assumption. If Rick Sanchez is running your game, he's not there to make sure you have a good time. <laughs> oh, here we go, here we go. Here's what you need to know about the abilities, Morty. Strength, how to hit stuff. Yes. Dexterity, how to keep from being hit by stuff. Yes. Constitution, how to survive getting hit by stuff. Intelligence, mm-hmm. good for arcane stuff. Wisdom, yes. finding stuff. Charisma, yes. dump stat, ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the actual book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got little size, like you know, you know, like uh, like in D anD D, where when you half something, you round down. Yeah. So it's got the rule, and it just says round halving, round down to uh, whenever the game requires you to half a number. For example, if you half fifteen, you get seven. Just like yeah. you find in any D anD D rule book, it would basically say that or worse that effect. Uh, and then it's just got this aside by Rick in this big green box saying, leave it to Wizards of the Coast to reinvent math. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, like, like I say, the, it's called Rick and Morty, but he's really not the hero of this No, show. no. It's just, he, he's awful, but it's a very compelling kind of awful. It's like Walter White. You're like, oh goodness, what, what, what terrible situation will he get himself into yeah. and get himself out of? over the course of half an hour, which I can see that translating very well to a certain style of running a dungeon, which is like, like sort of, sort of like Tomb of Horrors, but you don't need to yeah. be level 15 to play. <laughs> is, it, anyway, is him giving some really bad um, dungeon master advice here? This is pretty interesting, because if a, a brand new player yes. who's never seen D&D before sees all these asides, I'm not 100%... I guess they'll get that a joke and not advice, but... Um, I, I mean, from the tone of I'm it. I'm not 100%. From the tone of it, I guess. But anyway, he goes, he goes, he, he's a little cutting-edge f***y. You can pull it... Oh, it's full of um, naughty words, too. Swear words. Yeah, uh, you yeah. can pull in your players, Morty. children. Combine their worst attribute with a random yeah. skill that doesn't go with it. Just to mess with their minds. Then it's got this example. Just, I'm just making some notes here. Yeah. Yeah. For example, <laughs> I'd like you to make an intelligence athletics check. Oh, jeez, DM Rick, why do I have to do that? Because mind and body are one, Morty. You have to remember how to swim. And if you don't, you drown. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, that's very in character, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, anything Morty says, you, you have to you have to pitch your voice really high. Yeah. Oh, jeez, Rick. Yeah, well, after, 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 I did, after I did that as Fido the dog for a bell, <laughs> my throat hurts. <laughs> oh, bless you. Yeah, so we've got the rule book, and it's just full of... It's basically got the rules in a mildly serious kind of way, with tons and tons of asides in a cartoony, very, 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 very silly way. And it's got some little extra rules as well. I understand there should be five pre-gen characters as well. Yeah, there are. So it's got some extra rules. So it's got... Where's it gone? Yeah, the critical fail condition table. Nice. 
Uh, so critical fails. Everyone loves critical fails. Uh, they always had yeah. to So he goes, notice there aren't any critical fails here in the rules. That's because the math is completely ridiculous. And then it includes some. Uh, if you're the DM and want your players to go to Brown Town in their shorts, tell them that a specific <laughs> role you just assigned them has a critical fail condition, which I pronounce Kufa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the, uh, yeah. and the critical fail type things are... Um, here we go. Uh... Well, some of them are quite nasty. All your magic items have turned into non-magical versions of the same stuff. That's horrible. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You are so angry at your stupid mistake that an important grouping of blood vessels in your brain burst, permanently oh, lose okay. one intelligence and your sense of smell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, your role was so bad that you forsake the gods. If you're a cleric... You poop yourself <laughs> every time you cast a spell until <laughs> you finish on all rest. Oh, yes. Oh. No. So, so I'm, I'm getting a vibe that maybe this is not an entirely serious game. Really? You, you, yeah, you, you got that. <laughs> there are subtle signs. Subtle signs, right? Yeah. Signs, yeah. Wait, when, you get to, when you get to my level's experience, you'll, you'll, you'll begin to pick them up for yourself. <laughs> There's this big side of going, wrestling is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 not it's not serious, but it's it's funny. I mean, it has got the rules in there properly as well. If you ignore the yeah, assignments, yeah, no. you've got a solid little. Well, that, that's what the strengths of the show, despite the humour, which varies from puerile to quite clever. It does have like fairly serious, like thinking stuff. Yeah, like I say, unfortunately, it's just like the people who think that Rick is the hero of the show, and they should strive to emulate him in some way, yeah. as opposed to. Do the exact. It, basically, if you ask yourself what would Rick do, and then do the opposite, you will be an upstanding human being. Mm. Yeah, then we've got spells yeah. at the back here, and each one's got Rick's comments on them. Oh, <laughs> uh. oh, disguise self, disguise self. Has he got that? <laughs> disguise self. Um, yeah. Happy Luke comes with a D. It does not. It does not. Oh. It goes darkness to tech magic to spell magic for the fall. Oh, well, I suppose the sky self would be so useful. Talking of dispel magic, magic. why would I waste oh, yeah. a spell slot just to get rid of someone else's spell? That's so stupid. Abjuration <laughs> is the worst, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Rick, Rick, Rick does tend to play evokers. <laughs> let's, let's, let's be fair. Uh, uh, magic missile, did yeah. you say? Yeah, yeah, magic missile. Uh, L-M, magic missile is here. Notice this spell's most important feature, Morty. No attack roll. It hits and hurts. Simple dimple. Little growing arrows of death at your command, and nobody can do shit about it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm sure whoever wrote it enjoyed writing this yes. almost as much as you're enjoying reading yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, no, it is it's quite funny. So anyway, that is the rule book. I, I think there's something quite fun about it. Oh, yeah, nice. I think there's something about it which does appeal to sort of your inner chaotic gremlin anarchist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. i got to say, that, that, that's definitely one of the strong emotional appeals of the show. <laughs> then you've got an adventure yeah. here. Yeah. And this is uh, The Lost Dungeon of Wickedness. Wickedness. Not wickedness. Wickedness. Yes. Yep. And it's important to get that. Yeah. yeah. And it's basically... You've got that big Rick energy. It's, it's, yeah. It is really old school. It's a dungeon crawl. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. even done in that blue yes. and white kind of map style. Ooh, just, a, just a single dungeon, which you just uh, yes. go through. And the introduction of it, as I recall, mm -hmm. is literally you're in front of a dungeon. Uh, why are you there? Who cares? Right, you're in the dungeon. <laughs> I mean, here we go. Here we go, yeah. Uh, 
you're an, you're an adventurer, or maybe you're even a group of adventurers. Whatever. Yes. Why are you here? <laughs> no one cares. Don't tell me your backstory. We're here to kick ass and find treasure. You know. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so you got that map, and every room is yeah. just like a self-contained little comedy problem or fight, oh, but mainly problems yes. rather than fights. So. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And they're all called the but, something room. So it's like the sturge room, the goblin room, the statue room, the magic mouth room, another goblin room, uh, treasure room, yeah. third goblin room, writer's room, yeah. and stuff like that. And they're all called something room. Yeah. Like the sort of old school vibe in Rick and Morty, they do go together. It's it's a really strong flavour yeah. combination. But it's not for everyone, though. No. I mean, <laughs> some of the rooms are really, really silly. I mean, it's got, it's got this one's like the writer's room. And it's just yes. white. And uh, it's like, this room's not done. The deadline really crept up on me, but don't sweat it. I've got a writer on it, and she's writing like her life depends on it. Because it does. <laughs> you know? so, oh. And there's the writer in this room, and then whatever she writes becomes real. Oh, and the more yes. you annoy her, oh. the more she writes really, really nasty things. <laughs> and reality just changes around you. Ah, meta. <laughs> and then you've got rooms with fart gas traps and... Um, Stuff like that, and uh, it is all very, 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 very silly. There isn't a single serious room in this. Oh, there's this, there's this room that's got a giant butt statue of a butt. And I think I can't remember what you do with it, but if you touch it or interact or something, your butt disappears. And then for the rest of the adventure, you have no butt, and that's the joke. So that's basically the level yeah. of comedy that you you know. I, I- I, I believe I may have used the word puerile earlier. Yes, yeah. I stand by my choices. Yeah. And oh, yeah, man. so, yeah. So, basically, every, uh, there's a Tommy Two Butts room. Uh, inside, you see a genius at work. Sure, he's a stinky bugbear, but he's a damn genius. But the thing is, also, the bugbear's got two butts. No, I don't know why. Yeah, it's weird. Try not to stare. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we've got a pirate yeah. room, we've got an ooze cult room, and we've got a clone room. After all, you, you wouldn't want to hurt the bugbear's feet. No, no. Uh, a, a mimic room. Uh, everything is a mimic. Yeah. Oh, that would be hard. Yeah. That would be horrible, wouldn't it? A treasure yeah. treats room where you just get tons of treasure. Yay! <laughs> a, nice, so, 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 a nice butterfly so, room. So essentially, if you have uh, some sort of someone who's really telling their inner toddler. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're teaching Fido or Hudson how to play d d yeah. this is like the best starter set for them. Yeah. They will absolutely love it. It is so, yeah. hilarious, very, very silly. And every some of them have got like puzzles, like there'll be a magic mist, a magic mouth which gives you a riddle That's or something. Yeah, or, yeah. or there's this there's this room with a countdown clock. That's and pff, I won't say what happens at the end of it, spoilers and all that. No, but there's yeah. a countdown clock and um, yeah, yeah. You're going to sort of solve this Hilarity. problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is all just ridiculous. Utterly, utterly ridiculous. Yes. And each one's Cle- kind of clever. self-contained. Yeah, yeah. Cle- clever but incredibly vulgar yeah. would be, I suspect, the flavour. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. And then you've got a bunch of monsters at the back, just standard D&D monsters, zombies, uh, skeletons, sturges, spectators, all that, yeah. An owl bear, or a bear owl, as we like to call them. Yeah. As they're correctly known, sure. bear owls. A bowler. Yeah. And, that, and that's it. That's basically it. I mean, I yeah. don't know. It's a starter set. Well, there's not a lot more you can yeah, expect from it. Yeah. I mean, the dungeon's um, quite big. It's got about 30-odd rooms in it. It's not It's not small. And every single one of them is funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, which is pretty, pretty good. Uh, I think the pre-gen characters are quite good because they're all characters from the show. Yeah, so um, if you're not familiar with the show, which I'm, I'm not so familiar, but the pre-gen characters yeah. are, uh, where are we? Ari Strongbow, a uh, half-elf that'll fighter. That would be Summer. Player uh, named Summer, yeah. The... We've got player named yeah. Jerry, which is a half-elf wizard called Kier Braven. Yes, uh, that, that, that minor spoilers for the comics. Uh, Jerry is quite a good D&D player. Okay. We got Morty, who's a half orc rogue called Keth Silverson. We got Beth, who's a wood elf cleric called Leanne Amaranthia. And then we got a blank one, human fighter called Meatface, but no player name on that one. (laughs) Indeed, yes. Not 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 appearing. That that's like for if you have five players. And then we get the nice. Then we get the nice little upsell sheet. We got a, yeah. and we've got a separate yes. ad in there saying "Welcome Adventurer," and then tries to get you to buy the uh, the core rules for D and D. Does it have like a separate D and D Beyond code on? Uh, so that's with D and D Essentials, it did. Uh, no, no, not that I can see. Oh, okay, yeah, not on this piece of paper. Anyway, it might might be one in the book or something. Yeah. No. So there's no QR code for the D and D Beyond, which is a bit unusual. Because I know this one for D&D Essentials. This is on the box itself. Mm, unlikely. No. Certainly not on the exterior, because then someone would steal yes. it. Yes. Yeah. In an entirely predictable fashion. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got a GM screen as well. I don't really like these GM screens. They're really flimsy. Small flimsy. and flimsy, yeah. yeah. It's just your standard stuff, though. It's not nothing exciting. Cool. Can I see the GM screen? There you go. Uh, oh, okay. It's, a, it's an absolutely fantastic explosion of action and adventure, which is going to be what you're after you've got um rick has his evoker wizard character with like a bugbear being backstabbed by morty's half i'm making faces at you from behind it by the way and you can't see me ha <laughs> <laughs> i was going to mention that like big plus that we had going on there uh, uh and uh the art is uh obviously in the cartoon style but what they've done is they've made it uh really like the gradient is very strong they've got like on the far right uh, has Russ is holding it, so like looking at it, you can see they've got the green, and it goes through like a more down, down about to like a really bright red at the yeah. end, and it's really captured that. Uh, yeah, really, really, really yeah. aesthetic. Yeah, it's a shame it's just a bit flimsy, really. But still, you yeah, know, well, that's cheap. Um, I, I really like this box set, though. I think probably yeah, it seems quite good quality. Yeah, I think it's better than the Stranger Things one. Yeah, the Stranger Things one's sort of a bit. Limp, yeah, really. and the adventure wasn't wasn't so great, but this this one, the adventure is just so silly and so old school yes. and comedic that it works completely. Yeah, it, it's a it's a bit. I'd say it's a bit marmite, but it's a bit more a cheese and pickled onion sandwich with extra marmite yeah. on. In that, either that's completely what you're after, or it's the worst thing you've ever yeah. put in your mouth. I reckon the two two groups of people I'd recommend it for are Rick and Morty fans that haven't played D and D before. But yes. I think a uh, person who has played D&D should run it for them because, yes. I don't know, I don't, I don't know how the bad advice <laughs> and the actual rules in there would intermix in the mind of someone who's never played D&D before. I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I, 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 if you're going to run a Funhouse old school guy Gaxian dungeon, then you, you really need to have that complete... I'm the DM. I'm going to make yeah. sure things happen to you. <laughs> well, the, well, the other the other people this will really work for would probably be people who 
play D&D normally and just want a one shot or, you know, a couple of weeks of just having a laugh, maybe over Christmas or something or, you know, or... Mindless fun. Yeah, yeah just a, you know, in-between campaigns or something. Let's just do this Rick and Morty adventure. It's silly. It's yeah. throw away, but uh, it's fun. A, a palette cleanser, if you will. I mean, I suppose if you edited out all the major square words yeah. and possibly didn't show them any of the art resources, would it be suitable for children? Uh, well, it says age 13 plus. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, so, all the, oh, all yeah, the so square words are asterisks. They're not... It's just really obvious uh, what they are. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, yeah so just, okay, just so, reading them out, I can't just go asterisk, 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 because that would sound silly. So I just said what, no, they, no, what they obviously were. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, Teenagers, it's te- yeah. It's technically, technically PG-13 if you've got some teenage boys who have that sense of humour, or anyone who has a sense of humour of a teenage boy, um, yeah. I'd just like to say hi to my wife here. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, honey. <laughs> she a Rick and Morty fan? Uh, no, she's not a big Rick and Morty fan, although she's sort of been getting into it a bit sideways because she's like, oh, I don't want to watch this. And then it's like, it sort of slowly started creeping up. Yeah. Because it, it, it's revolting, but funny. And yeah, I, it, I don't know. Uh, I, I like it. Yeah. It's a it's a guilty pleasure. Definitely. Well, I love this adventure. I do. I think of, of the start of set so far. It's well. Then again, that goes along with my my general theme of things that I like with D and D. It's every time they do something that's not just standard D and D, I like it because yeah. I think it's more fun just to play around with things and experiment. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. next week, would you like to yes. do Alien? Because I have got. Oh, I know what I wanted to mention. Um, yes, yes, the yes. big book, you know, you know, I really like the big book of battle maps, the giant book of battle maps. Yeah. And then I got the giant book of sci-fi battle maps as well. When I was at yeah. Dragon Meet, um, yeah. Loke, I think it's Loke or Loki, L-O-K-E, uh, battle yeah. maps, Loke came game. up to me yeah. and they gave me a copy, a prototype copy of their cyberpunk oh. book of battle maps. Shut the front door. I know. No and it's bloody lovely. And it's, Partly, I really like it because it's really suitable for use in things like uh, Judge Dredd. Because it's got like warehouses yep. and streets and that sort of stuff. Oh, which is course. quite hard to come yeah. by for you know that genre. It's quite hard to come by. Yeah, yeah. and wow, I'm, really, I'm not sure if I actually ever seen one. It's really fair. nice. It's really nice. Um, I'm totally, totally going to use it. How big are the big books? Is this like still? Yeah, the yeah, still, yeah, still the giant things. Yeah, yeah. So they open up and lay flat with the spiral bound in the middle. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I've got like the sort of the double A four size, you know, like you open up it, it's like A four, A four. Yeah, the bigger one's I'm, I'm better. Though. The bigger one's way better. Yeah. It is. It is. I'm like thinking this. This. This battlefield's too cramped. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I need. I need less players. No, I do. I do. I do. Do like it very much. I did put a couple of pictures on my site just to uh, a couple of photos mm. of a couple of them. But um, yeah. I'll stick, we can stick that in the show notes, just the links to those. But. Oh, it was really yeah. nice of them just to come up and sort of, you know, give me give me a copy as well, which was rather lovely. I thought. Well, what what, what can I say? Uh, they they clearly appreciate that that you're someone who really loves battle mats. But anyway, next year let's do let's do Alien next year because that is gorgeous. And I picked up a copy we'll of that. Uh, track and next week, year week, or week, next week, 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 not year. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, next year is also pretty feasible. <laughs> I can't say. Well, we've got. Oh, let me just call up these the um good. What's the date today? Uh, good question. Six. Uh, six. Yes. Yeah. So we've got the thirteenth, which when we can do the alien, and then we've got Keith Baker on the twentieth, and then twenty seventh is Christmas. 
Very right, well. so next week we it's Alien, and then on the 20th, it's Keith Baker talking about Eberron. Oh, I'm so excited about yes. that. Did I tell you I've got an Eberron campaign in the yes, works? Yes, you've told me many times. Oh, okay, I'll tell you again. <laughs> Let's finish up there. Yes, let's call it. Yeah, has it needs to go out. Yes. We need to get you to the meme hospital to get that nasty meme cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so uh, it has been a, a pleasure as always. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, that's me signing out, Russ. That's uh, me, Peter Coffey, from the Southampton Guild Roleplayers. Until next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. In space, no one can hear you scream. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash Morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here.